Well, we've been, uh, last week started talking about um, extraordinary prayer and mentioned about every, every important issue, uh, event in the New Testament had to do with prayer. You know, it, uh, prayer preceded it. And that should, you know, be a wake-up call for us. Like, what do we want for our city? What do we want to happen? What do we want to happen in our families? And prayer is going to be uh, vital. And the, the, the New Testament is the precedent for that. But if we feel like big things are going to happen and we're not praying, I mean, that just doesn't go together. And so God's given us authority uh, here in this area, in our neighborhoods, and we need to walk in that authority. And you, and you do that through the power of your words. And, and I think the enemy has done a good job for a lot of us to silence us or to bring things along the way to, to keep us silent. But that's, that's not what, how we're going to live 2020. We're going to be vocal. We're going to speak out. We're going to speak the word. We're going to declare some things. And then trust God uh, to, to, to speak the big things that he desires for us to pray. Now, one of the most important prayers in the New Testament, and it's often look, is overlooked, is John 17. And again, this was uh, at the Last Supper. I, I mentioned this last week. John 13 through 17 is Jesus' discourse and him sharing at the Last Supper. And I've always, you know, for some reason I thought uh, about John 17, I'm, th- I'm thinking about Jesus is alone praying to God, but obviously the prayer is recorded. He prayed it in front of his disciples. And it was a uh, demonstration to him and to us of how we're to pray. This is b- before he goes to the cross. Um, all of John 13 through 17, very important things that are being um, said in there, and I encourage you, if you don't have anything that you're studying, go read those chapters. But he wanted his disciples uh, present. And so I, I've deemed this prayer, John 17, as the disciple-maker's prayer. It's the disciple-maker's prayer. And that is what we're to be doing. And that's the mission. That's the assignment for every one of us. Not just um, church leaders, not people that are called to full-time ministry, it's for every one of us. And Matthew 28 is, you know, there's different parts of the Great Commission in all the Gospels. And Acts chapter 1 um, talks about the Great, the Great Commission. But in that, we're to, um, uh, as we go, preach the Gospel and, and share the Gospel and be an example of the Gospel. And we're to baptize people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But then it's also uh, teach others uh, to observe all his commands or one translation says, obey all his commands. And we're to help people obey his commands. Help people live for God. And I just think a lot of people, they, just, they don't really get it. They don't really, they, they just think Christianity is, a, is some principles that we're uh, to apply, some, a code of conduct, um, you know, a way we're supposed to live. And, and it is, it's, it is a way of, of living, but it. It, it's, it's meant to impact people in your world. We're, we're not meant to be silent. We're not meant to, to keep it to ourselves. And that is exactly what the enemy wants for you, is to be silent about it. But 
if we're going to want a movement, which I, 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 I desperately want that, is to God to do a significant work in our area. And he's doing great things all over the earth. And, and I praise God. And I, I'm, I'm a part of that. I'm a part of the body of Christ. So I rejoice in that. But we have a lot of lost people here. We have a lot of ignorant Christians. And then we have a lot of Christians that know better. They're just not living it. They can spew off a whole bunch of scriptures, but they're just not living it. They don't get it. They don't get what the Great Commission is about. They, they don't take any ownership. And, and we, 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 that's not acceptable for us here at Good News Church. Is that we're, and again, I can't make anybody do anything, but I'm going to keep it in your face. Keep it before you constantly that we're to be life givers. We're to be uh, lights in a dark world. We're to be ambassadors for Christ. We're to be ministers of rectitude. I'm not going to let you off the hook. Eyes in prayer, he said, Father, it's time. Display the bright splendor of your son so that the son in turn may show your bright splendor. You put him in charge of everything human. You put him in charge of everything human so he might give real and eternal life to all in his charge. That is what he wants to do, and that's what we're to do, is to give real and eternal life. Don't you want something real? Don't you want the real thing? The real thing is not Coca-Cola. The real thing is Jesus. And, 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 and this is life. And he goes on and says, And this is the real and eternal life, that they know you, the one and only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. I glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. And now, Father, glorify me with your very own splendor, the very splendor I had in your presence before there was a world. Look at that, look at that what it says. This is real in eternal life. You want to know what real life is? Real in eternal life. What that is? It's to know God. To know the one and only true God and to know his son whom he sent to know Jesus Christ. That is eternal life. That is life. That is the abundant life that he promises us that Jesus came to give us in John 10.10. It's to know him. Now, we've made eternal life a destination. We've made eternal life a benefit. And, and, and certainly that's part of it. But eternal life is, is not just a de- destination or a benefit. It's a person. It's a person. And, and, and by knowing this person, you have his life on the inside of you the more you know him the more his life will be manifested in your life and in your world and that's really what you want you want more of the life of god manifested in your world and if you have your and if you have his life manifested his life in you and manifest all those benefits will be manifested as well And so, the most important part of your day should be spending time with Him. Right? To know Him. That should be the most important part 
of your day. Getting to know him, fellowshipping with him. And this is vital for every one of us to have that time with God. Now, there's different ways we say it. Quiet time, devotions. Someone the other day called it a daily watch. Um, one person in the military said this, I have an appointment with the, in the captain's briefing room. It's an, impo- an appointment with God. We have an appointments with people. We'll have coffee. We'll go do something together. We have all these appointments. But the most important appointment we have every day is with God. Psalms 5 verse 3 says this, In the morning you hear my voice, O Lord. In the morning I prepare a prayer, a sacrifice for you, and watch and wait for you to speak to my heart. He's wanting to speak words of life. Proverbs 8 verse 34 says this, Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who listens to me Watching daily, everybody say daily. Watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Now you're not going to like what I'm about to say. So I'm just going to, just a disclaimer here. You're not going to like this. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not going to like this. I don't even like reading it. I don't like it. And I'm about to share it. I don't want to read it. We always have time for the things that are important to us. What we got over here? We always have time for the things that are important to us. I don't like that. Because you can reflect on your week, on your day, and what you do, and what's important. And is it John 17 kind of important? Is it important to have a greater manifestation of his life in our life? Is it something we desire? Is it something that we seek after? Now, for Paul, it was. Now, listen to this now. In Paul, in Philippians 3. And, and I'm not even going to get to some of the really cool verses in Philippians 3. But listen to this. Philippians 3, verse 3. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We're circumcised in our heart. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. Though I have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew, if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous, zealous, jealous, zealous, that I harshly persecuted the church. He was doing that for God. I mean, I, I at least appreciate that. Being zealous in something. But it was the wrong thing. And as for righteousness, I've obeyed the law without a fault. 
I once thought these things were uh, valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. That is a good phrase to put somewhere and look at it every day. That would be a good tattoo. You know, it's kind of long, but I mean... This is Paul, the Apostle Paul. Everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. This was his focus. This is what he was... uh, uh, moving towards in, in his life this is what was most important with, uh, for him to gain Christ and become one with him I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law rather I become righteous through faith in Christ for God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead he's on a quest here I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Boy, these are, these are some good verses to look at as we begin 2020 about what was really important this year. We're talking about goals, talking about resolutions, talking about a blank slate. What is really vital and important in 2020? I would say knowing God and knowing his son Jesus, it is at the top before everything else. I'm talking about your mate. I'm talking about your family. I'm talking about your finances, about your, where you work, you know, all this other. It, it, it's, it's top priority. Now, we spend a lot of time and money on these bodies. Am I right, Corey? Corey, you're getting a lot of attention today. To whom much is given, much is required, brother. <laughs> what do we spend on our bodies? Let's go back and look at 2019. How much, how much uh, time and effort went for food, for those that have a trainer? Spent a lot of money on training. Why would I pay money for pain? wish you could have been there for my workout on Friday I mean I keep it together I'm very positive and encouraging and Susie really gets down on the trainer you know she gives him lip I don't do that because I know he's got a lot of power in my life but we were coming to one part of the workout and I thought we were finished and he had something else we, we just did a um, everything was like 45 second exercises and we, we came down to the end. We did three sets. And we came down to the end. And we did a, a squat for 45 seconds. Just try that. And I'm just, you know. No weights. Not even moving. Just try that at home. 
I thought we were done. And I'm just like, thank God I made it through that workout. And then he had us do a 45-second plank. I was, can I say it? I was pissed. I was standing there, and this is what I did. I, I, was on, I didn't say anything. I just went and shook my hair. I was mad. I pay for that. Who's the stupid one? But we spend all this money. Go to the doctor. All this about health care. What about our beard? <laughs> they get all, you know, you got they all these beard products. You can spend a fortune just on your beard. I, that's why I haven't had one all these years. Our nails. Our nails. I need to, a woman needs to be up here. Yeah, what all the? Uh, our clothes. All this stuff we spend on something that's temporal that's going to be buried in the ground yeah. and it's going to turn into dust. Now, okay. So we put all that into something natural. How much time do we spend on the spiritual, which is eternal? Huh? How much time? Let's go back to your journal for last week. Let's just go. Now, let's, let's take your natural journal. All the food preparation and or going out to eat and all the things we do, things for our body and all of, the, all of that. Now let's put that down on paper. Now let's look at the, the, the thing that's really more important because we're spiritual beings and that's what's going to last forever, not these bodies. How much time was spent on our spirit? How much time and energy was spent on our spirit? And you know, I just think for a lot of us, I mean, there's a reason. I'm not looking at anybody. There's a reason our lives are the way they are. Yeah. You can look at the, the, you know, the journal. Because the most important thing is eternal life is to know God and to know His Son, Jesus. That ought to be the most... Our bodies shouldn't... And we, we need to, to feed our bodies and take care of our bodies, but our bodies aren't the most important thing every day. Our spirits are. And that, you know, this 60, 70, 80, uh, some people 120 years is a vapor, the scripture says, and compared to eternity. And we, we have really gotten out of whack with our, the way we live. And then we wonder why we're not having more manifestation of God's life in our, in our, in our worlds. Um, it, it, it really is seed time and harvest. Um, spending time with him. George Mueller said this, a believer's first responsibility with each new day is to bring our souls into a happy relationship with God. It's better to get help daily. This is not George Mueller. This is me writing this. It is better to get help daily than try to find help in the midst of a crisis. Every day I'm getting the help I need. Then all of a sudden, you know, I'm in a crisis now. Where's my Bible? Or what's my pastor's number? You want to be effective in public ministry. You want to have a full-time ministry? You want to be effective in public ministry? Have an effective private ministry. 
and, and this is a good question, and, and many people don't know. Uh, what do you do in a devotion time? I mean, it's different for every one of us. I can just make suggestions. But obviously, we're reading the scripture. We're reading it out loud. Times of worship. Reading spiritual books. Reading a daily devotional. Those are good. I have one of those. I have a journal. I have a prayer list of things I'm praying about. You can pray in the Spirit. I mean, that would not be a bad thing to do for your whole prayer time. Just pray in the Spirit. You're praying the, you know, God's perfect will. Jude says you're building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Paul said, I pray in the Spirit and I pray with my understanding. But all the while, and, and it's interesting, you know, we, we, we talk about, we lift our hands, and the scripture talks about, you know, lift up holy hands. You know, all the while, whatever we're doing, we really have that posture like, I'm listening. It's like our antennas. Lord, I, I'm listening because you want to speak. And I want to be in a place in my life every day where I'm listening and hearing from you. Because what I hear from you is more important than what I hear from anybody else. And what you show me is more important than anything else that anybody else shows me. And he's wanting to speak. And it just makes sense that if we would spend time with him in our day, the day would go better. I'm not saying perfect and there's not any problems, but it just would make sense you know, that we get our marching orders and then we know the Holy Spirit, he shows you things to come. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've in prayer seen something I'm supposed to do that day or in ministry. I mean, thousands of times, really. That's the way he wants to live. And so it really shouldn't be a shock in Peter's praying and Cornelius is looking for someone to bring God to his family. That, that, you know, and Peter's praying, it shouldn't be a shock something like that happens where God speaks to him. There's going to be some men at your door. Go down and talk to him. And then Peter's the one that brings life to Cornelius and his family and brings the Holy Spirit to the Gentiles. I, I think there's people in this city probably praying, looking. I mean, I've had it happen in ministry many times, not, not many times, but sometimes, like, you're an answer to my prayer. And, and, and is that happening? Are people, like, praying and we're just not obeying? We're not listening? Are there supernatural encounters that, that God has for us every day that we're missing? Or Robert just say miracles are coming toward me or past me every day. I don't want them passing me by. I want to be in a position for, hey, those miracles stop here. You know, the whole this thing, Santa, stop here. No, uh, Jesus, stop here. Go ahead. Just remind me of the story this week. Was praying. As he was praying, a, man, a story I heard this week, a man was praying, and as he was praying, he just saw himself riding um, down the road to a particular bridge in his city. And he just felt on the inside he needed to get in his car and go to that bridge. That seems strange. And so he, he just obeyed it. He got in the car. and I mean, what's it going to hurt? And he drives over and he, he gets to that bridge. And as he gets to the bridge, he notices there's a guy standing on the bridge. Wow. 
and the guy's on the edge of the bridge and um, he realizes that guy's going to jump off the bridge and he stopped and he started talking to the guy, got the guy and took him in the, put him in the car and he took him out in the country and wouldn't let the guy in the car and he talked to him for like three or four hours um, just until he finally got the guy into a place where he'd received the Lord and he saved his life. Just And he was just praying and there's that guy on the bridge and God needed somebody to intervene and that guy was praying, his heart was open to God and God told him just to go to the bridge. Y'all, isn't that our God? That's awesome. That's exciting. That's an exciting day right there. God tells you to go to a bridge. Someone's just going to jump off and minister to him. That's life, man. That's the life of God. That's eternal life right there. We're not trying to get more knowledge. I think that's what comes down for many believers now. We're just getting knowledge, 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 which, you know, is for our mind. We're not trying to get more, more knowledge. You're trying to cultivate a relationship with a person. That's what Christianity is about, cultivating a relationship with a person. The Bible is not exposure to principles. It's an encounter with a person. Meeting Jesus, meeting God. That's what you're doing every day. You're meeting him, meeting with him. And the encounter should be fresh. It should be alive. It should be you know, personal. It should be life-changing. Uh, Hebrews 4, verse 16 says, let us then fiercely and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace. It's the throne of grace. The throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners that we may receive mercy for our failures, find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. You need it every day. You're either needing his mercy or his grace. Every day. What would our lives be like to walk in that mercy and that grace every day? There's an empowerment that comes from grace. There's a, an empowerment to do the things that we need to do for the kingdom. There's a power uh, to those good works. And we're not doing those to earn his favor. We're doing it because of that relationship. It's really, it's overflow. Christianity is overflow of our relationship with him. It's not complicated. It's not hard. He said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It is really true. If your life is stressed out, okay, here we go. If your life is stressed out and you're always worried and you're always burdened down and you're always tired, you're you're not living in his grace. You're living in your own efforts and you're doing things your way because that's not the way God intended you to, to live. And if that's the way you lived in 2019, I'm just always tired. I'm always weary. And I, there are different times, you, you know, you may feel that, but not constantly. Not constantly stressed and worried and bothered, not feeling good, tired. That doesn't sound like eternal life to me. So is the problem on God's end? Or is it on our end? Somehow we're not... You know, the spirit, our spirits are born again, but somehow that life is not manifesting. It's not manifesting. 
And when that life is manifesting, it's affecting your mind, your body, your finances, every area of your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things the Gentiles are striving after, he will add to you. And so like I, I, for 2020, I've got one goal this year. Now, I, I have other things I, I, I want to happen, but if it's not a part of his will for me, I don't want that. I've got one thing is to know him and to be closer to him. That's my one thing for 2020. And day after day after day, I'm gonna put days into weeks, into months, into a year, and then into years, and then into the rest of my life. Don't spend all your time stressed out about other people and, and all their stuff because you can spend a lot of time on that and you get nowhere. Spend time in his presence and if you've got to deal with those people, deal with it in the throne room and then leave it there. The best thing you can do for anybody in your world is to be in the will of God. I can't control other people. But we spend so much time thinking about these other people. If they would only do this and only do that and be this way all this time. And we get so stressed out. But he's not asked us to do that. He's not asked us to carry that burden. We take it to him in prayer. And then he has mercy and he has grace. Grace for you to know how to walk it out. And he's got mercy for you and for them. That was worth the price of admission today, right there. That'll, that'll be a better uh, 2020 for you. Samuel Bengal. Anybody ever heard of him? Anybody got a picture of Samuel Bengal on their wall? He's the guy that succeeded William Booth. That's a tough job as the commanding general of the Salvation Army. He said this, I have one temptation in ministry. It is the temptation to want to do something for God each day before I have spent time with Him. I'm going to read it again. I like this. I have one temptation in ministry. It is the temptation to want to do something for God, for God each day before I have spent time with Him. There's a difference between Holy Spirit empowerment and Matt Judd empowerment. Because Matt Judd empowerment doesn't last, doesn't work. It's going to wear me out. But Holy Spirit empowerment, it's life-giving. It's invigorating. It's satisfying. Now this, this is good because I, I love the, the topic of vision. I don't know if you, if you do. I've been a lot of things about vision over the years. And I've been just kind of rethinking about, you know, what's the vision for, you know, vision 2020 and all the different things. You want a vision for your year? Look at this. Look at Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. And we, we like to read verses 2 and 3, but we can't forget verse 1. Habakkuk is a book about prayer. And this, this uh, write your vision is in context of prayer. So if you're here today and you want purpose and you want vision for your life, 
It's not a matter of you just sitting down with a legal pad and writing out a vision. It's, it's because you can do that, but is it God's vision? There's a lot of good things to be doing, but what's the best things to be doing? Look at this, Habakkuk 2, verse 1. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. He's talking about prayer here. He's watching and praying. And what I will answer when I'm corrected. Then the Lord answered me. See, they're having a conversation. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak, but will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Wouldn't it be sad if you're living your life based on a vision and, it's, and it turns into nothing? Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, they're laboring, they're working really hard, but they're laboring in vain. <laughs> I believe in working hard. But is it the labor that God wants us to do? Is he asking us to do all this work? Is this what he wants? Is it the work in the right area? Because you only have, you only have 24 hours in a day. And you're sleeping for part of that, and then we're eating, and then we're exercising, of course. And it really comes down to it. There's just really, maybe just a few hours. Got to make those, that time count. I'm recommending spending time with him. And, and, I, and I, I can, I'll, I'll guarantee you, your day will be better. I guarantee you, and you do it every day. I guarantee your work week will be better. I guarantee your month will be better. I guarantee you, your year will be better and more fruitful and more satisfying and more productive and a greater impact for the kingdom and have better relationships, and your finances are working better, I, I'm just I'm going to go ahead and guarantee it, and you prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I don't know what I'll do if, if it doesn't happen. I'm not, I don't know I, what I can do, but anyway, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, this is a 365-day-a-year guarantee. But you want vision for your life? Spend some time watching. Spend some time praying. Spend some time listening, talking to him. He'll give you a vision. He'll give you a purpose. John 15. John 15. And this, again, it's in these verses, uh, these chapters, John 13 through 17 at the Last Supper. Look at what it says in John 15. Just two verses. Verse 4. Dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. He's talking about the God of the universe. He's living in me. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in, being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However... Apart from me, and I think this is where a lot of people live, and I'm talking about Christians. This is where they live. Apart from me, 
cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. I don't want that. I want to be vitally connected to him. And so I'm just encouraging you. I mean, I love you and I'm for you and I want you to have a a huge vision for your life and great purpose and uh, 2020 be the most fruitful year ever. So, you know, so far, you know, fruit that remains. I want that. I want that for you. But this is the first thing I want for you in 2020 is for you to know God the Father and to know his son, Jesus Christ. And for you to spend time with him daily. I want that for you more than anything else for you. Because I know when that's happening, how can we be in disagreement if we're both going before the throne every day? How can I be talking bad about you I'm going before before the throne. How could I want uh, negative things to happen to you if I'm going through? How could I not just love you and do all I can to help you? When you're spending time with with the God that made you and made me, how can we have division? Unity comes from, with, from him, and we have unity. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Our lives, our lives shouldn't be jumping from thing to thing to thing. Our lives shouldn't be up and down. Our lives really should be just steady and then have these up, up things. But it shouldn't be the roller coaster. And, and it just seems like with some people, they got vision after vision, never finishing anything. Vision after vision after vision. What's going on there? I think that's just you. I don't think that's God. Jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. Always looking, always looking out here when it's really in here and, and when it's in here it's, it's going to be it's going to produce this is what I want in uh, 2020 Second Corinthians 3 verse 17 is my last verse you don't know all I go through before, with these messages I start off with 20 scriptures man I'm going to wear you out with scriptures. And then I have, I have to pray about what scriptures to keep. I've just got so many. Even like, I'm about to send the scriptures over, and I do that last minute, send it over to our great production guys, who do an amazing job, by the way. And even up to the last minute, I'm just like, you know, because I want to put them all in there, but we only have so much time. It's 12 o'clock. We only have so much time. It is so good. Uh, last night, and I don't always do this, but I was reading some things about movements last night and about God working in the earth before I went to sleep. I woke up this morning, no lie, Billy, and I, I got up, I really woke up about an hour before the alarm went off. And I just laid there in bed and I just meditated on the goodness of God for an hour. I'm telling you, when you start your day off that way, it's, it's got to be a good one. 
just thinking about his goodness, just going back over scriptures, thinking about what he's doing in the earth. And, you know, I just want to be a part of that, Lord. That wasn't hard to do that. We've had prayer this week. Uh, I made everyone except the one for today because I was getting ready for service. Um, but, I mean, it was just an amazing prayer. Even the 6.30 in the morning prayer. Tony, you were there. Weren't you, were you for 6.30? No. You weren't? But uh, it's okay. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. You should have been. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, the 6.30 in the morning prayer. Susan and I were laying in bed. It was awesome. It was awesome. I'm in my pajamas. I am in my pajamas. Six thirty in the morning. It was awesome time with God, in this group of people we were with. It's not a chore. It's not hard. Have you found Second Corinthians yet? Verse seventeen. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Emancipation from bondage. Woo! I like that. Emancipation from bondage. Freedom. Freedom. (laughs) Freedom. I mean, you can live in the most oppressed nation and government on the earth and be free. You can be in prison and be free. And you can have all the stuff that we have and be in bondage. Jesus, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Transformation. Being transfigured every day better changed and again I'm not Jesus said in this world you have tribulation there's going to be problems but in the midst of the storm you can have peace knowing that he will never leave you nor forsake you he will never 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 ever leave you nor forsake you he's always with us even to the end of the age Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.